0: Hello and welcome to another edition of Open All Hours, the QPR podcast that's probably depressed, sort of, maybe. We've left it a few days because, quite frankly, after the last couple of matches, nobody could really be in the frame of mind to come and talk in any way about what was going on, because we we're all too flipping depressed. Anyway, today I'm joined by two old ones and a new one. Robert Gilbert's back. All right, Rob. Hello, Paul. You all right? Not too bad. Let's pretend we haven't been speaking for the last half an hour while Chris got the his lipstick. Definitely. And uh, Chris is on without his lipstick. All right, Chris.
1: <clears throat> yeah. um, Well, just to explain that my daughter put a filter on, which meant that uh, uh, every time I opened my lips. I had lipstick on the Zoom call, but <clears throat> thankfully my other daughter managed to get it off before I had my work meet with my boss tomorrow. But <clears throat> yes, I'm here without lipstick and pleased to be back.
0: Yeah, just a lipstick QPR fan, mate.
1: <laughs>
0: and first ever appearance on the podcast is Ed Healy, who I met in the trade and
2: I've met on the podcast. And now he's here. Hello, Ed. Hey, Paul. Really excited to be here. Thank you for having me. Huh?
0: Well, we wouldn't get too excited. It's only us. <laughs> well, you can do. I mean, there's nothing wrong with getting excited. But yeah, you know. Now, Chris, I want you to, to, to talk through your thoughts of the last three games and cover the last, if you can, because you were actually photographed by Ian Randall. <laughs> Lovely picture of you, you and Nancy looking, up, well, Nancy looking absolutely furious.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I was just, um, just stony face on. I think, you know, I'd sort of... Been there all, seen it all before, Um, just letting it wash over me. But yeah, Nancy and and quite a few others were. I don't know what part of the game that was, but, you know, I'd imagine Keith Stroud was uh, around about somewhere. Um, Last three games, well, well, the last two games, that was where that picture formed. I mean, that last game was horrendous. Uh, And I know, I mean, I wasn't at Blackpool, thankfully. I know you were, Paul. I'm sure you'll talk about that in a second. But I think, I'm sure, I don't know what to say. It's all been said before, but, it just look clueless. I did look like nobody's got any idea how they're supposed to be playing, what formation they're supposed to be playing, what they're supposed to be doing. Um but I know Ainsworth's only been here a couple of times and I did we did after the Watford game, um, which you know felt like we won um a cup final to paraphrase Troy Deeney. I mean it actually did this time, but um, you know, we were down the pub and dissecting it and it was like, yeah, it was it's brilliant and you know, hopefully. You know we're not going to mind a couple of those performances like up and out I mean, if if it keeps us up, but what's going to happen next season? Um it's all good when you're winning. When you're losing, though, it's like that it was just horrendous to sit through. It just like um it's like, it didn't seem like anyone could string a pass together. The ball was like up in the air most of the time. I, I don't remember any clear shots on goal. Um yeah, and what was the game before? That was the second one. What was the what was the one be- that's the last two? Was what for the one before that? I can't remember now. In Watford it was, wasn't it? We yeah. We
0: had Blackpool and then we had um Birmingham.
1: But yeah, so um Birmingham was the yeah was the last game. But yeah, Watford, as I've said, I mean that was that was amazing. It's just just so much emotion let out after that game. Um again, it wasn't the prettiest football you'll ever see, but kind of didn't matter on that day. Um that was great. Um and yeah, Blackpool, like I say, I didn't uh, I didn't go up there, I forced myself to watch. I don't know if you can call them highlights. They are if you're a Blackpool fan, but Paul, oh, I mean, you were up there. That must have been awful.
0: It was shocking. It was basically it was weird because I I, I got into the lift where I was staying, and there's a QPR fan there who recognised me, and I know I know him, but I didn't. Well, you can't place people. And then I walked into the, the the pub next door, and there was two of the Northern Irish lads. I didn't know we were coming over, and we had a long chat, and we kind of and then we bumped into Clive and a few others, and a, 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 my mates who are Blackpool fans came down, and they were like, do you know what? Just just go easy on us. We're crap. We're so bad. Um, don't be surprised if you absolutely hammer us. And then after the match, he just looked at me and went, wow. He goes, I can't take the piss because I know we'll lose the next game. And they did. Um, and he was very kind, and didn't, but I was in shock. I mean, penalty or not penalty, you, you, you've got time to get back in the game, it's so early. I don't know why we just c- completely, you know, just let it collapse. It was, it, was, it was horrendous. I mean, the second half was was just like a pre season friendly, but if anything, they could have scored a lot more. I, I honestly don't know what's going on. There's obviously something behind the scenes going on because players' confidence has just fallen through the floor, and we you know, we can't blame Ainsworth. I know. A certain people are not happy with his style already and I think that's a bit ridiculous because he's, he's inherited three different managers' teams and he's got to try and put them together and, and do his own thing. Sorry, two managers. No, oh, it is three managers. And he's, he's got to then try and work out who, who's up for it, who's not up for it. And judging by Blackpool and Birmingham, there's an awful lot of players who are hiding and that's, that's sad to watch. Players don't deliberately go out there to lose and I'm not saying they're not trying but some are certainly hiding. Rob, what was your thoughts?
3: Um... I mean, I guess the same as, as Chris, really. It wasn't I, the, the whole thing's just sort of, you know, you get that chink of light with Watford. And, and then <clears throat> to get hammered 6-1 away to a, a really poor side, it, it's just... Mm. Uh, the Birmingham game as well was... I sort of sat there. Oh, I mean, it was awful. It was probably the worst games I've ever seen at Loftus Road. At least when you're getting hammered. At least you're in the Prem and you got hammered by... You know, City or Liverpool. You sometimes hold your hands up to brilliant players, uh, but it was just, and 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 I felt sorry for Ainsworth, and I felt sorry for actually, I felt sorry for the players because because the players are crap. Actually, that finished the game. I mean, we finished the game with a 35 year old Albert Adoma out of position at right back, and a 22 year old not good enough really, Aaron Drew. Left back. I mean, you, you're not going to you're not going to win a game in the championship with a back four comprised of that. You're just not. And then you have got Chris Martin up front, who he is what he is. Passes sell by date is what it is. And you, you know, the, the, there's no one that you can look to and think maybe they'll do something for us. It was only when Armstrong came on with a bit of enthusiasm. That the crowd got going that the players on the pitch I actually thought Johansson made a big difference when he came on in that match, uh, because he just popped it over the top for Armstrong to run onto. He sort of got what mm. it was about, but it, it is too easy to say injuries, mm. and uh, and um, I, I don't excuse any of those players for one second because this has actually been going on really since January last year. Uh, we had a January last year, we were, our form was good, but, but the the results were good, but they weren't playing well. Then we then it fell off a cliff under Warburton. Beal started averagely. We had that magical September and October. You have a Beal lost his last four games. I mean, this this group of players as a collect. I'm sure individually they are good players and they're probably individually lovely lovely people, but I think as a collective. They are awful. And unfortunately, probably one of the worst group we've ever put together at QPR. Um, it's been going on for a year now, and it's it's really that Birmingham game was miserable. But hey, it's been a good 10 days because there's been no <laughs> QPR. Uh,
0: well, at least you're not sitting on the fence, Rob. Say how it is. No, well, like. you know, cool. I
3: thought I'm going to be positive. And then you asked what we thought of the last three games, and I couldn't be. But I, I, I'll be positive later on. Don't worry.
0: Good man, Ed. Welcome to the podcast, <laughs> and um, thanks for coming on and follow up.
2: Yeah, I, I, I'll try. I'll try and be a bit a bit more positive. Positive. I guess. Uh, I guess with the, <laughs> with, with the Watford game, I, I felt um, so. I, I actually used to go with my dad. I don't, I don't go with my dad anymore. It's just just myself. I text him afterwards and I said, wow, I've just come out of a travelling uh, machine. You know, it, it'd been like travel travelling back in time to a Holloway team. And that's what I, what I said to him. It felt like a Holloway team. <clears throat> we, we press high, uh, we put them under pressure, um, we try go long, win the second ball and then play play our football in, in, in the final third. And I think, you know, going back to what Rob has said, um, you know, in the last 18 months, bar the September... In October, um, sort of time, we've really struggled getting through the thirds. So transitioning from our, you know the, the the defense into the second third, into the third third, bar those those two months. So so obviously Ainsworth has come in, um, has assessed the situation. Let's be honest, you know, not having Elias chair and Chris Bullock for any championship any any championship club is massive. And Rob did say it was it was too easy to blame injuries, but we, we haven't got a big squad right we have, we just we haven't got a big squad so to lose nine first team players, we are really seeing um the effects of that. Now you could argue even before we had these injuries um we, we were we are in a similar situation. So I think Gareths coming in is assessed, right We just think we we really struggled to go through the the thirds. okay, if we go long, try and win the second balls. what can we do? Can we get Chris Willock, can we get the, the Ilias chairs up up further up the pitch? So uh, my worry is is if we do stay up and I'm praying and I'm staying positive that that we stay up what is the future um, of, of, of the, the, the club's sort of mentality and, and, and way of playing over the next few years? because for me, we I feel over the last sort of three, four years the way of the way we wanted to play through the thirds, um, and, and that's being, you know, fed down onto the under twenty ones and the youth system. I feel like there is a connection now amongst the youth system, and we have a way of playing. Bringing in Gareth is very different to that way of playing, and, and, and that's ultimately, you know, that that is what it is. Will that then shift how we then, you know, coach the under twenty ones, under 18s the way of playing? And, and that's the whole point of having a director of football that your way of playing flows through the entire club. And Gareth doesn't fit fit into that, and I and, and I'm you know Gareth's a massive idol of mine, you know, growing up and stuff. So um, that was my only. I I, I came in, I, I you know Watford was, was incredible, massive high. Blackpool, I don't think it was a penalty, and I and I do think goals change change games, and and you know three nil was it three nil after ten minute ten minutes. So I I think look that that that's huge, and then and then to lose you know I don't even... Barely sat down or barely got to my seat by the time we were one 0 one nil down um, against Birmingham. And again, um, you can just see confidence is a massive thing. You know, it, it, it's so huge in football. And I don't know how. And I'd love to. I'd love to see the training sessions. I'd love to see. You know what? What? What are the phases of play that he's taking them through and 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 giving them that confidence? Because we are in a rut, and I just don't know. And we we realistically need two wins out of eight um, uh, to stay yeah. up. And so it, it, I, I pray, we hope up, but I do worry. What, what does what does going forward look like from a from a from a mentality, from a way of play point of view? Um, so it, you know, it is alarming. But you know, we've seen Chris Chrissy Will play last night or, or the night before? Um, you know, even when he came back from his last injury, he's not been great. So there's so many unknowns, but. I think we can all be rest assured that Gareth will be doing absolutely everything. And, and you know, in the last eight games, you know, to Rob's point where the ability's is there, questionable, but that people will be, will be trying their best. So that that's that's the only thing you can cling on to. But yeah, a real worry in terms of what does a club look like going forward after the season?
0: Well, hopefully we'll learn from the lawns we, we did this year, because a lot of them players will be lacing up the boots somewhere else next season. And we could be in a different division, and that's where I think we've gone a little bit wrong. Too much hope on the the loans that don't really seem to. Well, it's because they've gotten settled by Bill or whatever. It's just it's not working. I mean, Roberts, Lurd, um, Richards. You know, it's just not working. And it's. I think Richards was signing anyway, regardless. we have going to sign him. So it's just very sad because like, I like to be done. I like Dickie. Um, de Yang but the confidence has just gone through the floor, and it, that, that's a real worry. You know, Senny's dropped a lot this season, and he, he's 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 probably on his day the best goalkeeper in this league at a country mile. He's decent, and it's just weird and it's it's sad. I mean, what do you think, Chris? Do you think it's confidence? Well, is, is, is am I missing something?
1: Well, to answer the Senny point, I think, um, it, as a goalkeeper, you're going to be less confident. It, it depends who you've got in front of you. Um, It's. I don't think it's just down to the goalkeeper. If you've got a defence that you know, oh no, I'm just saying, can and will leak a goal at any second, then it's bound to rub off on you. Having said that, yeah, he's not been as good as he was. That said, the last that that's brilliant save he made in the last game was just mid two
0: really good saves.
1: Oh, he's he's not doesn't turn rubbish overnight, but he's it's what you said about confidence. It's probably just run through the club like a disease. You know, it's um. And the problem we've got is that if we go one nil down like with blackpool you said we're 3 nil down very quickly i just think the players are just like hands out they just literally don't know what to do it's like desperation Roger. um and the fact that we don't look like we've we've got many goals in us doesn't help either i mean if you like a few times under i think it was warburton um you know, and before you go down and you'd be confident that you'd you know, be able to, you get yourselves back in it. I mean, now it's like you, you go one nil down and it's almost like, well, that's it. I mean, it's, and if we're thinking that, then the players are probably thinking the same thing. It's a difficult one because if <clears throat> in October, before all the Wolves' interest and all the rest of it, we'd, we were all raving about Laird, we were raving about Balogun and about all the, the players that he brought in, about the system, about the style of football, even Les Ferdinand, you know, was getting pats on the back. It's amazing how quickly not only the fall from top of the league down to near the bottom, but also how how we as fans like assess the club. And, and like you said, like the injuries, of course, haven't helped. Um, but now, at the time, those were great signings. Now it's like you know they don't want to play for the team, and and that that might be right. It's I think Clyde made the analogy like, you know, Daddy's gone, Daddy's gone away, and they don't want to they don't want to play with anybody else. Um, I think sometimes the club with all these injuries, because it because we don't really know if, if there was a bit more transparency, but even if there was like some pictures from the changing room or from the treatment room or something, or some bulletins on how they're doing, what the injuries are, but we're just told they're out and, you know, got a knock or got this or got that. And then the more they're out, the more people are saying, well, they don't. They obviously don't want to play for us. But I, I think if if we had more updates on what exactly the injury was, and, and yes, they are genuinely injured, then they might get a bit more sympathy, but... Um, because yeah, I can't imagine the social it.
0: media comments though Jesus I'll yeah, you oh imagine God, the social yeah, yeah. media you yeah. imagine them get hammered personal. Yeah. So they'd be stay there don't come back we don't you know that <laughs> sort of thing well
1: I see what you uh, mean okay maybe maybe like another yeah. but I mean if for instance I can't I'm, there's so many I can't remember but one of the players has broken multiple bones in his foot hasn't he I think if for instance there was an x-ray showing this is this is what the you know, yeah 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 oh bloody hell And and you get a bit more sympathy but as it is we're kind of in the dark we don't know how bad each injury is. I mean, this lad, we're supposedly signing at the end of the season, but it's, it, we've seen him about three times. I mean, is he injured the whole time? I, I don't know. That's a bizarre
2: one because he's so he's been so highly regarded by the, all the different managers, yet we've seen him once or twice. So it, that that whole Taylor Richard is, is a conundrum because he's, <laughs> he's... Yeah.
3: You've now had those three managers that haven't played him.
2: But have so, all rated him highly. We've all...
3: They've all said, oh, yeah, he's a great player. But all when pushers come to shove, they've never actually wanted to put him in. Um, oh, has he not been available? Well, is it that he's not available or is it that he's not good enough? Three man, manage- I mean, I, I don't know, but you've had no Bill Critchley and he's been fit at times for Bill Critchley and Ainsworth. I mean, he wasn't even on the bench against Birmingham.
0: Uh, there they- was that, there was that Critchley post, wasn't there? And then he responded to it. On
3: Twitter, I mean, yeah, I'll tell you, look, i tell say, look, again, I don't know. Um, it again, tough situation. He might have been injured, he might have been coming back. The manager's gone, and he's thinking, God, I've signed here for this manager, and he's gone now. And I, uh, you know,
1: again, that come, doesn't that come down to the transparency again? If we were told Richards isn't in the score because he's injured, um, then we, 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 we we kind of guessing in a bit. Is, is he is he injured or is he just not rated, like you said? I mean, we, we don't actually. I, I, know. I, I don't know. Look,
3: I, personally, I, I'm I'm not fussed. Like, as in, I I don't need the the medical update because i like I didn't mean anything. I mean, they gave us an update on share that it wasn't that bad. He'd be back soon, and he'll probably be back soon. Like, I don't know. I I just. I just think you can also, if they did it the other way, we don't, I think we'd only moan. Why are we giving the opposition, why are we telling them who's fit and who's not? That, no. Yeah, yeah, no. I, 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 don't I don't know. Although I do there's It's just that. a lot
1: of, it's just a lot of uncertainty. Cause I don't, I don't know as much as you. I'm like, well, oh, he's out. Is he out again? Is he injured again? Or is he just not, you know, it's just like, we're not fed that much sort of information. But yeah, I, I take your mm. point. I'm just frustrated. I don't, I, I, I just don't really know what's going on. But anyway, that's kind of like the least of our worries. It's like, as you said, we've got to win two out of eight games. And you look at any of those and and you could see us losing all of them quite easily at the moment.
0: Do you know what's a weird thing? I remember years ago speaking to Paul Furlong, I don't know, was it on the pod or was it? I think it was on the pod. And um, he said, like, it's amazing that when you're doing well, no one's injured. Like the season we won the league, there was a few little injuries here and there, but, you know, on the whole, apart from obviously one really bad one, people you know, stayed fit reasonably well. And then as soon as you start losing, oh, my hammy's gone, or oh, oh my calf muscle's gone, all oh, this, that, the other, because they're, they're scared as well. Players, are, they're only human. And I guess the Blackpool game showed more than anything how fragile we are uh, as a defence because a lot of them goals were avoidable. It's just, like, it's just sad, like, because, you know, you, you get, I think it was Rotherham where people were kind of turning on each other a wee bit. And I don't like saying that, you know, it's it's not good to see fans like, trying to have a go at each other because there's nothing we can do. It's, it's, you know, because some people want to clap, let them clap. If some people don't want to clap, then don't clap. But there's a lot of people shouting to people for clapping and stuff. And it's like, well, that's their decision. Just let them get on with it. You know, you can't dictate what they should be doing. But it's sad when it's like that. But it only comes from frustration and what we said on the pitch because I thought that Birmingham game, if being brutally honest, it was a disgrace, you know, they, 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 they shouldn't have been that bad and Birmingham weren't particularly good either. So it wasn't like they came all guns blazing. But the one thing I will say about Ainsworth's style of football was that Warnock had kind a of terrible reputation for football, Yeah, we played some of the best football under Warnock I've seen in donkeys at QPR. And I'm kind of hoping it's the same with Ainsworth where he's played. You have to play with what you've got at somewhere like Wickham, where the budget's so low and the transfer budget's so low, the wages are low. he has got a bit more about QPR. Hopefully that will progress. But it's an interesting point, Rob, you made there about a manager with director football and there's a pattern because he Ainsworth is completely different to Beale and quitsley by a country Mal. but who knows Go, going, back we'll take
2: so, us. going back to Ainsworth if you, and and you know what you've said there uh, and Warnock if you think about the, the way Warnock played we didn't play in our in our third right in the in, in sort of our half that much right mm. we weren't playing it across the back Can you think about all those times under Warburton where we played five at the back, three at the back. We got the centre halves completing about fifty passes to each other, and we we're just watching it going back and forth. What what, what Warnock did, what, what Warnock did come in, made us really solid, made us offensively super solid, and then essentially give to wrap the ball right in the final third. Now, yeah. if if or if were, or, or you know or Mackie or you know we we played in area, we played in the right areas, right? Whereas under Warburton, Bill and 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 um, you know. On, on, we were just playing it in our third of the pitch okay but I think if Ainsworth can come in and he can I I, I don't know how good he 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 is and and the the stats behind the Wickham defense and everything but if he can at least make us more solid and then we're actually getting the ball up to Willock and and Chair uh, up and and Dykes and they can hold it up and we can we can scrap the seconds then we can actually we will be all right but Essentially, our defence, we've had a poor defensive record now for like two, three, four seasons. I, and, and I don't know why why that is, because, um, you know, there's times where we've lauded Dicky, where we've lauded um, Dunn. Um, I mean, Clark Salt has been in and out. I think Balogun, has Balogun been a massive miss? You know, wh- wh- I've taken my mate down a few times and when we were doing well under Bill, Balogun was playing every game. And he looked awesome, right? He looked unbelievable. And and when we signed him from Glasgow Rangers, I'd ask my Glasgow Rangers mate, what is he like? He said Balogun's solid player. He's got a mistaken mistaken him now and then, bit a bit like Fitz Hall, but overall he was solid. So I'd love to see, does he go straight in on Saturday? And what does that look like? And are we going three at the back? You put Balogun in between Jimmy and in um and um Dickie. You put field back in center midfield. And all of a sudden, we look a little bit more solid. Um, so I think Balogun has been a massive miss. Um, but but we we need to be tighter. We haven't been tighter at the back as a team in, in in so long. In so long. I
3: think but then on, that
2: goes down to... Sorry,
3: Rob. Because I think on Balogun, I think he's a complicated one because I, I actually think his... Uh, like him being at the club is, is a real failure from the director of football from Les, because what are we doing signing a 33, 34-year-old on not insignificant wages for one season? I I just, I hated that signing. And we're relying on him now. We're desperate for him to come back because he came in, he played, he, he, you know, Dan and Dick, and then they've let Masterson go on loan, who we know probably isn't good enough. But we're short now in that area as well. We need to play three at the back. I think most people realise that's where we're at our best. And, it, you know, we got rid of Barbe, which I don't think was a good decision personally. And we brought in Clark Salter, who's always injured um, and who was always injured before we bought him in. We brought in Balogun, who's good. But again, is what manager wants, manager gets is on a big wage and you're only going to get one season out of him. I'd understand the Balogun signing if we lost in the playoffs last year and you just wanted that one extra defender and it was a bit, we're going for it. We'd come mid-table last year. What, I, I, personally, I didn't, he's a good player, but regardless if he cut, if he comes in, plays from now till the end of the season, which he probably will because he probably wants a contract and he will be a significant upgrade on Dickie and Dunn, who are shot, um, and we stay up, then... Regardless, I still think he has been an awful signing because his presence at the club has meant Masterson was pushed out on loan and he's been unavailable for six months. I I, I really think it's indicative of a club that preaches one thing, we're going to sign young players and develop them, and does another, we're going to sign a 34-year-old from Glasgow Rangers for one season with that's going to cost us money and not actually make us any money, not even going to get us up. So well, but yes, point? we do need him back in the team because the well, defense. Well,
2: <laughs> the thing I'd caveat with that is that I do think that we have got a very fragile young squad. So the only, the only sort of caveat to that, I would say is guys, we need some experience. Like all we've got is Stefan and Nodoma and, and Balogun, and and then it's ki- it's kids, right? And, well, are and... they
3: kids though? Like Chairs 25, Willock's 24, 25, Dicky and Dunn 25, 26, Dykes, 20. They're not kids. Uh, uh, sorry. I mean to me, I'm I'm 37, so none of yeah. them seem like kids. So they all seem like kids. But I don't know if it is a team of 20, 21-year-olds knocking around there anymore. Even Aaron Drew coming in is 22. You know, I don't know if they are kids so much anymore. I think maybe two, three years ago, that argument certainly was true. And, um, you know, Lee Wallace and Jeff Cameron actually did that role really well because Bright Chair as a Manning, they they were young. This lot, I mean, they're now in the middle, of they in what should be, I would think, the middle of their careers. They should be coming to the peak of their careers soon, no? In the next two, three years. And so I, I don't know if this is this... This is what I mean with the, the, a failure from maybe the director of football side of it that <coughs> it's sold as this young, exciting team. Well, I don't think they're particularly young anymore. I don't think they're particularly exciting. And and back to what I said earlier about as a collective, we've allowed them as a collective to go stale together. Um, and I don't think we were sensible enough in the summer to to rectify that, which brings it back to what Paul said about the loans. We did loans that we shouldn't have done. And who's Maybe, sport, yep. is it,
1: ultimately do you think is it that where we are now is it the director of football is it bill leaving is it a combination of everything um
0: well the thing the thing is chris you've this is a good point though, you be I've had this argument with a lot of people i'm you know I don't want to slide Les further off he's a flipping legend Love Les. less what what he's done for Rangers but oh, and there's always that word but you, you kind of think well if he's a director of football but the manager's signed all them players and he's not doing his job right there because the director of football is supposed to make sure that the manager doesn't come in, sign all these players and then bugger off. Do you know what I mean? That's the director of football's rule to keep a lid on that and say, no, this is what we're doing. Some people say Les is signing the players. Some people say he's not. Some people say Les is doing the contracts. Some people, nobody knows. And that's another area where they could be a bit more clear on And How many times we ask that question, Chris, with Lee when well, they say, well, this one does this, this one does that, but who, do, who knows?
3: I think yeah. whoever's whoever decides the, the the failure is that when uh, Kenneth Powell gets injured, there isn't a viable backup option. There should be someone in the youth team, B team that can step up and play five ten games to a, an okay level. And we had Hammer and who wasn't good, kind of like the way Kakai does at right back. He's probably League One standard. But he does a job. Fine. We've got no one that does that. I mean, Lyndon Dykes had pneumonia. We had to go and sign Chris Martin because th- there was no one else. There's no one waiting to come in and play. Uh, yes, we've got these injuries. And meanwhile, the B team, they win every bloody week. They win every week, mm. these youngsters, yet they're nowhere near the first team. Is that because we're protecting assets or is it because they're not good enough? Um, we, we've we got so many If I said, between the ages of nineteen to twenty-three, we've got loads of players like that. I mean, people like Shadipo still kicking around, Charlie Owens still kicking around. I mean, these lads aren't going to make it. They're not. They're they're not good enough. And to me, that's the failure. To me, that's the failure that you don't need a big squad. But what you need is is that when you're left back, who you've invested in, Kenneth Powell, fine, good signing, but he's not going to play forty-six games a season. When he gets injured, who's the next cab off the rank? It should be a 20-year-old that can, that can, is going to hopefully one day be good enough and get some games under their belt, come in, do a job. Not 24-year-old Nico Hamelainen, who we know is crap and not good enough. To, to me, that's where there's, there's a failure on the football side of things, as opposed to um, who signs the players.
1: Well, the failure there was giving him a four-year contract, I think, wasn't it? Yeah, right. they panicked,
3: didn't they, after yeah. the Brighton Manning thing, and they they thought they'd secure Because, yeah. but they won't do that again, I'm sure.
1: No,
3: ah! I'm
0: sure. <laughs> um, we, we we said that under Chris, right? And young, oh, I don't know. I think I was panicking because you're right. They got these young players and the youth team players are getting signed for peanuts from Spurs and whatever, so protected. But Hakaland, I'm told, apparently, a trade is. One of the best players. It's just when he gets on the pitch, he turns into Steve Slid defensively. Chris, what were you saying as well? You, you're going to add something else on, and I kind of interrupted you. Sorry.
1: I oh, no, that's all right. I, I can't remember what I was going to say, but just picking up on the on the style of play and like you said at the start, Paul, it's <clears throat> totally unfair to judge Gareth Ainsworth on three games. I'm not doing that. But my fear, I, mean, I didn't, you know, I didn't really want him to get the job, like hand on heart, mainly because I did love him so much as a player. I mean, going particularly that day out in Rushton, um, many moons back. Um, mm. One of the best games I've ever been to in terms of incidents on the pitch. Um, and I didn't want him to fail here and his name to be dragged through the mud like it has Les Ferdinand, like it has other players before him. Um, and my other concern Go, was, the style of, was the style of play. Um, it's, but as you said, um, somebody pointed out, it may be you know, when he's got a chair and a willock, and that available then he's not going to just bypass the midfield um and it is unfair because he hasn't had a full we don't know exactly how he's going to play but that was my fear um when he's coming in because it like you said earlier, it just sort of kind of rips up the blueprint of the last five or six years and, and puts us right back to square one so yeah that's that that's that's all I'll add now Paul I'll let someone else um have their say
0: you don't need to do that, Chris. We love I've hearing you. I've spoken loads.
3: I've spoken loads. No one was <laughs> in place
2: Ed, would no. you like to come in? And just, just in terms of you know Rob Rob's point in terms of our youth system and, and stuff, I, I thought it was really enlightening when when they came out and spoke about some of the boys that they've lost, right? That they've lost to Chelsea and and City and and that and that that sort of thing. So I think you know whether whether it's and it will go back to finances and it goes back to the owners and and Paul I know we had this this we had this conversation about the owners I'm I'm a big advocate of the owners and and what they've done yes they've made mistakes yes they've played plowed something 400 500 million in over the last or sort of 10 10 years and, and none of us have got 400 500 million pounds to plow in so I think look they they've they've made mistakes they've learned from it we we've obviously now got financial fair play which is actually quite a good thing because in actual fact, it stops all clubs going to financial ruin. And when and when you look at our, our latest accounts, you know, you, you do worry that we really do rely on that 20 million sale of a player to, to, to make sure that our finances are, are in are in place. So um, and, and it will be really interesting this summer with, with with the last financial accounts. Who is that player? I don't think we'll get 20 million for anyone right now. Um, with the way people are playing so it might be two players that we're, that we're that we're losing but in terms of um our, our youth and our 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 um b team we haven't got that strength in depth we haven't got those kids mm. and we are losing good players and 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 it was really enlightening and i'd love to i'd love to see who are, who are those six seven boys that we've lost over the last few years who have they gone to and what do they go on to do? Because that is the one thing that QPR can can um you know show to these local players. Why go to City and, and look at Josh Bowler and look at his, you know, he went to Everton. What what's he doing now? He's at Black, you know, he's at Blackpool. And what could he have done if he stayed at QPR that little bit longer? So I just think that yes, we've lost boys, but how can we how can we present ourselves as an opportunity? to you know play, get opportunities at a very young age rather than going to a city or a Chelsea where you're just getting eaten up and 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 part of you know Chelsea were loaning out 20, 30 play, youth players a season. So um it it's just how how do we how do we tackle that? Because that's a big problem of us.
0: To be fair, the, the the Chelsea have killed youth football in this country almost single handedly. Um and it's it's a shame. It's like it was you know people have said in the podcast in the past the you know the under twenty three is just not fit for purpose. You know that we haven't got a proper reserve league, and because there's the Premier League reserve league and this, that, and the other, and teams doing this and we, and then they can pinch your players. Everything's geared towards the Premier clubs, whether that's Spurs, uh, Chelsea, or Brentford, or whoever. And it's a bloody shame because we don't get you don't get value for money. Like we wouldn't get a Raheem Serling fee now, that's for sure. That we got, and and you know that's some and the clubs like us, depending on, like you said, twenty million pounds a year. I mean, there's a there was a there was a, we should talk about this, Chris and and uh, Ed and and Rob, which was there was there was banners saying sack the board and stuff, which is fine, you know, people have got that, but I worry if we force this board out, we are screwed. Um, you know, there's, there's there's kind of there's not a lot of people I would think on the waste a lot of money in a football club that needs again to be rebuilt. Um, um, The, the owners have put money in, they've lost it, and then they've funded it themselves, which is, is fair. They haven't come here to sell the ground, they haven't come here to screw us over. Um, they've screwed themselves over by possibly lacking a little bit of maturity in football. Because football, it's funny, football can eat any business person up and, and totally destroy them. Football's a different animal to any other business, and you know, you can be the best successful person in business. There's a reason why Alan Sugar got out of football. You know, it just it just eats people up. And I think the owners have spent a lot of money. They've made mistake. I mean, one thing I would, I'd like to see more board members at games. That's what I would like. Whether it makes a difference or not, I don't know. But I'd just like to see that. I'd like to see the chairman there now and again and everything else, No, he's in London a lot of time. And I'm sure the owners care. I mean, what do you think,
1: Chris? Um, well, I mean, going back to the banner, I think definitely Who's and Ferdinand and it seems that they seem to be um the ones doing the round, you know, all the graphics on Twitter. Um, so Lee who's when he came in um and he's brought in because of you know the success he'd had at Burnley. I think he was at Leicester as well, memory serves. And um, Fulham. And Fulham. And you know, he'd done a good job. And it it goes back to that thing as well. If if you're doing okay and the football club's doing okay on the pitch, then you don't get that but people are basically looking for someone to blame for this and yeah and I, I am as well you know we, we're all fans of the club we were we were singing we are top of the league on well i didn't actually because i'm super superstitious about that but generally the, the fans were singing top of the league in october we're gonna you know we're going up and all that stuff and then here we are like five months later and we're we're talking about trying to stave off relegation um so something that yes there's been injuries but there's something desperately wrong behind the scenes. Um, And again, we're not, we're not privy to that. that, that, There's rumours that is going back to the States in, at the end of the season that I've seen again, completely unfounded, but again, just on Twitter and and Ferdinand, you know, a lot of people, you know, mentioning the half a million he gets a year. um, And as Ed alluded to, um, it's, or somebody alluded to, what kind of, why do we need a director of football if, He's basically allowing Beale and whoever else to bring their own players in, which he is. I mean, the Balligans wasn't a Ferdinand sign-in, wasn't a board sign-in. Whereas on the other flip side of that, Charlie Austin wasn't a Mark Walburton sign. That's pretty clear that was a that was done by the boards with them. And I think again, the Gareth Ainsworth's appointment is last throw of the dice almost this season, getting an old favourite and try and, you know, win the fans over with that. But this time the fans have seen through it all. And of course, we all want Gareth to be a success. Um And I feel really sorry for Gareth. Being okay, he's you know he's getting paid for it, but he's just in a desperate situation. I do think I do think we've got a lot enough to somehow claw out a couple of wins or a few draws. But it's going to go down to the wire. And yeah, in answer to your original question, I think yeah, it's very difficult because the board have been losing money hand over fist, like you said. Um, It's I guess it comes down to whether they made the right appointments in hindsight with 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 Ferdinand and who's. But then I think who's really I mean you know we, we we had that like almighty fine under um uh under Fernandez was it under Fernandez when he was the ch- chairman yeah and I think you know we've been paying the price for that literally for like for the last few years and who's was just seen as a guy to steady the ship so I, I don't know why so much the blame is being heaped on him I do get the Ferdinand thing I'm not sure whether I want him out and I know that's sitting on the fence but You've, you've got to hold your hands up. He's been here eight years and, you know, there, there's been a few dodgy decisions made. I, uh...
2: Oh, so Rob, go on. Oh, no, no, go on. No, you, Rob, you go first. I'll, I'll come in. I'll try and put, okay. put my uh, positive uh, hat on and spin on it.
3: <laughs> just on a... Uh, I, I don't have much time for the owners. I've got to be honest. Um, Ten years ago, they inherited a club in the Premier League debt-free. And now we're on the brink of League One, uh, and I think a fish rots from the head. And yeah, they're putting in their money because they're just—I just think they're—they're—they're they're, they're maintaining the asset to try and sell it one day. That's it. I—I I, I think they came in. It was all about the property deal, Old Oak Common. And look at the development in. If you I mean you go to Loft, if you think, think how the area looked. 10 years ago. Think how many new things have been built in that area in the last 10 years. We missed the boat there. I, I personally don't have much time for the owners. Yeah. Maybe their hearts in the right place. I think they've been rubbish. Um, again, more negativity. I know uh, I like the idea of the director of football and Leo's, but guess what? Everything's got to be signed off by the owners and, and it is signed off by the owners. And the, you, you, uh, <laughs> You can change the director of football, and if Les Ferdinand goes in the summer, they bring in a new director of football. The same thing will happen again because in ten years' time, Ilias Chair will be coming to the end of his career and available on a free, and we'll sign him because Tony Fernandez will want to make the the fans happy. So sack the board. My opinion is I took that banner maybe to not be literal. If that makes sense, but maybe mm-hmm. to be the fans saying, "We've had enough. You've been here for a decade, and we've gone backwards. You've achieved nothing in a decade. You have wasted our mo- our money." It, remember, it wasn't that they never earned that promotion. It was the previous regime, which happened to be also terrible. Briatore, you know, Briatore and all that. They got us up, and this lot have come in. They've, I mean, the. QPI, the name is still is still a joke in football circles because of how we behave when we were in the prem, and the players we signed, and the way we acted, and they've, you know, that they, I, I, I don't really have much time for them. I'd love for it to work. I don't think it will. I, I hope one day we are brought out because I think we'll only go backwards under this lot because that's the only direction we've ever been going, really. Since they came in, that that's like I said, that's my opinion. Yes, they if they walked away tomorrow with no buyer, we'd be in the. shit I, I do get that, but it doesn't change my opinion that, that I personally have no time for them. Personally, they
0: did win promotion for our Wembley a little Bobby some more ago. Um, did, just a yeah. historical fact, historical fact, no, no, right? Wrong.
3: They did, and then they cocked that up as well. And they went up again and they signed Rio <laughs> Ferdinand and yeah. gave Roy Fur a four year contract. Yeah,
2: Ed. Good luck. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm going to try and yeah, I'm going to go to the opposite end of that. I think go um, I've got a, I've got a lot of time for the owners. I think that we weren't debt free when they bought when they bought us out. We obviously had the the, the, the private loans to Bernie Eccleston and and Briatore. So Briatore, Bernie released us off that ABC loan or whatever that ten that mil. Yeah, no, you're right. That that so, is absolutely so, true. I just so corrected. We 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 do we do. <laughs> thank god we didn't have that because that really was nailing was was nailing the club but i think um if if the owners decided to sell tomorrow and it went out um you know uh they're they're looking to and it's actually ruben who owns actually most of it actually i think now It's, it's ruben so it's really ruben um then then tony then amit and then tiny tiny bit with with um um sorry ruben, ruben um tony and amit i think the three of them said tomorrow that they're selling the club there's also
0: the american fellow as well who yeah in. sorry i
2: think he's got about five five yeah no yeah. i think the american ones just after amit maybe or maybe similar anyway but i think if they if they say we're selling tomorrow i think we're done i don't think anyone would be as a going concern um we're, we're, unless we're doing that 20 million sale a year we're not a going concern within the FFP rules or within with any sort of
3: I, my, my, my issue is I, I, I just don't think look. it's very easy to bring up Brentford and Brighton because they are completely the model of how it should be done. But I just don't think there's any vision. I don't think anything. I don't think they've got a clue of what they really want to do. I think that's personally my, my, my issue with it is that they don't. What are they doing? What are they trying to do? Because they're not developing youngsters. We, you know, that that's my issue with it, is that they can't actually commit to what the hell they want to do. We're not developing youngsters. We're not really staying within FFP, because unless we get 10 million, unless we sell a load of players and, and you know, kneecap ourselves, we're, we're in the shit again. And I, I just, it's this lack think, of vision. I
2: the, think the, that was their ambition. I think that was their vision that, that chair, Willock, Seni, the three of those players could go for forty million combined. Roughly. They should
3: have done that last summer, or they should they should have not told Beale that he, he can have the job. But he he said supposedly to the board, "I'll take the job, but I don't want to sell anyone." And they said, "Okay." And
0: yeah.
3: No, so yeah, me, that's I what I mean about vision that you have to have, you have to not be get stars in your eyes because because those players are playing well, oh, we might go up. No, we sell players and the fans will moan. And guess what? It doesn't matter because we've got a vision and we've got a system and we know what we're doing, which is look, and unfortunately QPR fans, we're awful with that. When we were in the prem, we used to moan because we sold our players every year. And, you know, but, but that is how QPR, Les has even said, we've got to sell players to survive. But we stopped selling. We sold Eze, spent all the money. We haven't sold anyone since. And, and that mean, to we, me is, is this this lack of vision. Sorry, I keep interrupting you. I apologise. I apologise.
2: I, I was just going to say it's, it's a balance, right? And, and to your point, they could have maybe sold one of those players um, last summer. Um, and then if we were to get relegated this season, it would have been you know it's because you've sold you know we sold we sold one of those players. So I think you um, know you do you damn you know you you, do, you, you, know, you, you, you could, could have done it. We've got. Slaughtered for it, they haven't done it, they get slaughtered for it. So, I think, I think they're in it, it and, and, and success is such a fine, um, fine line, you know. Few of these results, um, go any e- either way. So, I, I, my, the only thing I'd say, if, if we keep battering the owners, keep putting these emojis on their faces and put it on, on social and with the jokers things, if they go, We sell tomorrow, we're done as a club, as a going concern, because no one's coming in for us, um, you know, we, we, we are. We are 60, 70 million in debt, something like that, to those guys, right? And 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 who knows? They might write off that 60, 70 million to give the club to someone who wouldn't pay that money but then would reinvest it. But they can't reinvest it because no one can invest in QPR because of FFP. There is no scope for someone to come in and spend the money. You see all these people in January, why didn't you go buy a striker, buy a striker? They can't because we've got to fit in within FFP. Because our revenue isn't there, the stadium's not big enough, um, and I know you know Rob mentioned that the club hasn't hasn't been quick enough to find another stadium. Look, that 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 might be fair, and I, I, I don't know how. I mean, you see the develop development going Shrewsbury. I live I live in the air and there, there is a lot of development, but clearly, I don't think the council have been great with with, with working with them. Have been really difficult with it. I know Car Giant. Um, really you know, screwed us over in terms of there was that real opportunity and crowd giant has said absolute no. So I just think, I just really hope the fans be careful for what you wish for because I really do believe no one's coming in to buy us um, or re- reliant on them wiping off 70 million of debt and someone coming in. But someone comes in, they can't spend the money. So it's a catch-22 really. That's, that's my... So two,
0: two things I would say, Ed, sorry to cut in, is in my humble opinion, Luton... Millwall and other clubs have got the same issues as we have, same sort of looting, more so because they've got literally no money coming in apart through the door that much. They have the fight type budget, they found a striker. There are strikers out there, we're just not finding them. I mean, we don't need to go and spend 40 million and then say, Look at us, we could spend 40 million because we're probably about a goalkeeper and playing them up front, the no way we behave sometimes. So, I don't, not, that I'm saying you're wrong, but that argument to me is like, Well, other teams do it we Coventry have done it, other teams have done it in smaller budgets. I think we FFP is a very easy excuse to look at and say FFP screwed is over. What FFP done to us for whatever reason we got done for it, it's killed us in how we invest in the future because we're paying so much off that debt. Um, and that that's
2: that, that was a ridiculous thing. I totally agree with you, and I think will, you know, Luton, a good example. And I think if Glasgow Rangers and and or Walls, I, I mean. It. If, Glass, if if Fools and, and Glasgow don't come in for Bill, we wouldn't be having this conversation. I genuinely believe that's the fine line. So people levelling at the owners saying, well, you know, Millwall, Luton. I think the owners, if Bill hadn't have gone, hadn't, hadn't uh, haven't been taken away, I think we would be in a very different situation in doesn't the owners. That,
3: doesn't that show that the whole thing's built on sand? That if the manager goes, it collapses and falls apart. Shouldn't it be that if it's a well-run... Again, Brighton, I know it's the perfect example. Potter's gone, the Zerbies come in, haven't missed a beat. Luton, their manager went, Nathan Jones went to Southampton, Rob Edwards comes in, they haven't missed a beat. So, yes, Beal, it was 100%. It's not just that, but I I think if you're a well-run club and you have a vision and you know what you're doing um, and the owners are engaged correctly, then something like that, doesn't knock you on just this absolute death spiral
2: that we're in so so I think it's a really valid point a very very fair point completely what I would say is and and maybe I when I said young kids and I uh, said I think we we lack like that wily you know that that wisdom that know-how you know
0: experience
2: experience and 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 Rob you know Rob was right we're not talking about People who haven't, you know, they, they, you look at they're probably over 100 championship appearances, you know, at least, you know, some of the guys we're talking mm-hmm. about. But where that balance is, that little bit out of kilter, you look at Luton and you look at what Gary Rout has done at Millwall, there's just that little bit of wiliness and that little bit of experience, you know, that and 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 a bit more solid. I just think we've, we're very fragile. And, and yeah, so, so Rob, Rob makes a really good point. But I, I think, um, yeah, yeah if bill stays we're not having this conversation but
1: I think there's two different types you've got experience as in yeah you're 25 26 and you played 100 games whatever it is and you've got experience of being a leader on the pitch and I think that's often where we've lacked it doesn't seem to be any cohesion if someone like i said if anyone I mean goes anything goes wrong there doesn't see anybody to to, to rally him around and, and stop them conceding three and ten minutes at, at Blackpool it just seems at the moment they're all just like they're floundering at sea um I know Stefan's been the captain and, you know, he's an older head, but yeah, I'm not I'm not so sure he was, a, he's a great player, but I'm not so sure he was the best captain. I, I know you can, you know, um, look at rose-tinted glasses, but you go back to Warnock and you had you had the players like Taurabd and that who were, you know, were, were doing their job, but you also had, you had a hill, you had a derry, you had those experienced players who were also leaders on the pitch. And I think that's what we've lacked for, for quite a while, not just under the, yeah, and that ironically is probably something we'll get back next season under Ainsworth because Ainsworth, I'm sure, would make would make sure that happens.
2: I completely agree with that, uh, Chris. Mm-hmm. I think it, it. You know, when when even someone like a Jeff Cameron, who I think maybe Rob mentioned it or someone mentioned it, like we really lack that someone. At, you know, at the back or in in midfield, who's a leader? There, there there's no leaders in that dressing room now. It, you know where where has that fell down in the recruitment process? Okay, I I, I don't know where, but at right now we really lack a leader, and um, that's probably the the biggest uh, what would I say the biggest um, letdown or, or, or failure of the director of football and and the setup that we we've not got leaders, and you need those leaders. And Luton and, and Mill have got leaders, and and people were scrapping Wiley. Um, know the championship and that's where we're lacking
0: I think the other thing about what well, I would say about the owners is that you know maybe sometimes they put too much fear from people around them and listen to too many people rather than acting on their gut at times and you know I, I think it was made a really good point actually I mean there's there's curve for what you wish for then there's criticism which I'm sure they will take on board and they have to because they have made huge mistakes Les has made huge mistakes everyone's made mistakes I mean to me the the, the, the one of the biggest mistakes is that we we haven't got the status to keep our young, youngsters, and we're putting a lot of money in the youth. And you're saying to yourself, "That's brilliant," but someone can come in and steal our players. We, if you invest four or five million a season or whatever into the youth, and then someone steals your best player for 140,000, that's 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 not just hard luck. That's just awful, and that 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 puts you back years. So that's down to the Premier rules as well. It just seems to be that everything that goes wrong at football goes wrong at QPR. That's really frustrating at times because you're sort of saying. No, why do other clubs have this? And then people say, so Well, look at Sheffield Wednesday. I mean, that, what scares me, and I know we've been rabbiting on for a while, um, Chris, is if we do drop into League One, there's no guarantee we're going to come out of it anytime soon because that is a graveyard for clubs of ours.
1: Yeah, size. I'm, I'm I'm definitely not of the, you know, I've seen a lot of people saying, you know, why don't we just get relegated, get rid of everyone, and then start again next season? I mean, it all sounds great, it all sounds brilliant, but there's a lot of big clubs, but look at Portsmouth. I mean, Portsmouth are a, a huge club, bigger than us, um, fine tradition. And they've been down there, there must be 10 seasons now. I'm I'm talking off the top of my head. Got Sheffield Wednesday who are now, you know, rallying to get back, but they're having a bit of a wobble. There's no guarantees at all. Mm.
3: You know, RB, which some big old teams. Yeah,
1: yeah. And I think, you know, I know I like the sentiment. You know, we like we'll just have a clear out and then we'll come on. We'll just win the league next season and then then we'll go for it. Great if that happened. Be grand. Yeah, wouldn't it? But yeah, I I think, yeah, I think that'd be an absolute disaster if we went down. um, Um yeah, and, and, and pray God we don't. But like I said, we've got eight games, eight games to go. The old cliche, eight cup finals. <laughs>
3: and... I, 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 yeah, I mean, I, I'm gonna, i going to, as we come to the end, I suppose, I'm actually more positive now about QPR than I was last week because... I hit you to see depressed. <laughs> I know, I know, because, I'll tell you why, I'll tell you why, I'll tell you why. <laughs> uh, I... that Yes. All the points about the style of football and Ainsworth and it flowing through are a hundred percent. Correct. A hundred percent. I just see so many parallels with when Holloway came in and it was awful. It was all, I mean, that was the worst season, probably worse for that 2000, 2000, when we went down under Holloway and he built something and even Warnock, when Warnock came in, it was, it wasn't dissimilar to this now. And he, built something um and i just
0: to be fair to holloway we're already down under francis to be fair but yeah yeah.
3: sorry yes yeah and i remember it wasn't no no one blamed holloway and said sat the manager Mm. was like they were going down anyway holloway came in it was a poison chalice he loves the club it was the it was exactly the same thing pretty much 10 years and i just think there are parallels there even down to Mm. That season when Warnock came in, Tarat had been shit. He barely played. And you know, we all know the Warnock story. You're gonna get me the sack. Who knows what Ainsworth has said to Taylor Richards? And maybe these last eight games he'll find something. I I I I I think that two wins will do it because I think the teams down there are awful. And we do have individuals coming back. I think Ilias Chair's massive. And
1: well, literally, I, obviously
3: I wouldn't want anyone else doing a rebuild than Gareth Ainsworth. I think he gets the club. He and I know look, I know that's all such a silly thing to say. Gets the club, he gets the fans, but I I, I trust Ainsworth. He'll only ever have the club's best interests at heart. And and I think we need someone like that in the building, very much so. Which is why I'm ne- I don't. I know I harped on about the director of football. Which is why I don't really. I don't really have a problem with Les Ferdinand because I believe he has the club's best interests at heart, and I believe Ainsworth will as well. And I I I trust Ainsworth to build something for us to be proud of. Whether that's a team that finishes tenth, but gives us some great nights under the lights. We don't expect to go, you know, away to. Sheffield, I know we did win this season. We don't expect to go away to... (laughs) who's coming. If West Ham came down, we wouldn't expect to go away to West Ham and win. And we'd probably come 10th. But we might get a 1-0 win at home to them under the lights at Loftus Red. And that's really all we ask as fans. And I I trust Ainsworth to build that. I trust Ainsworth to put that in place in the first team. The rest of the club, I think, is a mess. But I, I, I do trust Ainsworth... If we can stay up this season, which law of averages says we'll win a game or two, um, but yeah, <laughs> it I, only I, took
0: twenty-one the last time.
3: Yeah, exactly. It only took twenty. But, I, I but am, the I, thing, am positive. But,
0: but the one thing I would say, um, Ed, is if layers is sacked or advised the board to sack, if we were Dirk, I don't know, Warburton for not playing enough youth and for the club not going forwards. Then I wonder how Les would assess himself and what he's done. That'd be an interesting conversation to say.
2: I think he has. I think he, if he reflects on himself, he he'll think he's done a very good job. And I would tend to agree because of the situation that we were in when he started. Think of all the the, the contracts that you know, the thirty grand a week, the forty grand a week, everything that he's had to clear out. Right. So he's had to he's had to um, clear clear that out. I would say Warburton, on the whole, was a good appointment, right? And 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 the style of play we we played under Warburton, the people that we had developed, you know, the Eze, the Bright, the, the Samuel, the um, Chairs, um, and then he will put this season down to Bill Going. So, I think what has he done? Seven, eight seasons? I, I can't remember. And now, whilst mm. the finishes on paper look pretty bang average, you know, between tenth and 18th he will look he'll he'll reflect okay okay on on the field we played some good stuff uh we we developed players we got people rid of people contracts that were on 40 40 grand and we've brought through youth so i think he he'll look at himself in the mirror every night and be very proud of what he what he has achieved given what he picked up and and the style we've played um what we've developed and overall he'll be very happy with himself and I'd probably, I tend to agree with him, and I don't know that's what, very that's very controversial. I
3: <laughs> I, because it, I think in, if this summer, if they get if Chad Dieng and Willlet get sold for money, yeah, he's done the job. And if they build essentially a third team, and you know, the Warburton team was his first team. This team, if I called it that you, know, you had that Eze team as the first team that was built. Then you had that Charlie Austin, Stephanie Johansson team, which has sort of bled into this season. And if they sell players and build a third team, then yeah, like then we're maintaining. And I, I, I don't disagree at all that he, ha- I do actually think overall he's been a success. It's just been awful for a year. Um,
0: I suppose the, the counter argument would be that, it's been 10 years and we're now bottom of the championship. And when Les came to the club, we were an overspending premiership club. So you, you can argue that it, it would be bad for us to continue the wages that we're doing, but we've also only sold two players under this model to for serious money, which was Freeman and Eze. So that hasn't probably worked as well as it could do. Chris, I'm probably being very harsh because. I don't know the ins and outs, but I'm just trying to balance it. Like people say, "Oh, look at them! Look, they're doing loving with the club again. They're defending." Everyone, and I'm not. <laughs> um, enough,
1: I'm just.
0: Uh, I'm just saying that. Not that I want anyone to leave. I would sack myself if QPR weren't winning. Just saying.
1: <laughs> right. Well, I suppose. I mean, you know, it's you, you're hosted, Paul, but I'm just looking at the time. and It's probably getting on a bit, and I'm. I'm. I'm, uh, I'm going to be needed in a second for bedtime story. No, we're, we're, we're good. And I'm sure no one wants going to me read that. So. Um, um... Only if you have your lipstick back on. <laughs> Yeah. No,
0: we'll, we'll we'll wrap up now because we, we're going to um just do a quick ours end each and then we'll do a prediction of Wigan in the same breath. So Rob, prediction and R's end, whatever way you want to do it.
3: Prediction two 0 QPR. Okay, yeah, excellent. That. That's good. Ours end. Um, I think I read it right. They had a, did they have over a thousand fans at Loftus Road for the women's game? Did I? See I believe
0: them? so. Yes, yes, yes. That's fantastic.
3: And well done, the club, for getting that. That That's something they should be really proud of. I'd love to see us do more with the women's. I think it, it's an untapped resource for us. Uh, so, yeah, 2-0 Rangers. And well done on getting over 1,000 in attendance for the la- latest QPR women's game.
0: And we day see Chloe Kelly, the QPR show. It's the team that she loves. <laughs> Ed?
2: Um, prediction 1-1. One, one. Um, I really hope that we don't concede if we can just not concede first 10 minutes i i, I think that would be just a platform to i want to get a result um as and i i think i can't make the next couple of home games so anytime um i can't make a game keep you, I'll do well so i'm hoping that i'm doing all rangers fans a massive uh boost by 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 that um, nice
1: man ed see you next season mate <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
3: i'll give it a decade funny, a decade just
1: to yeah just, yeah yeah um well
0: it's okay, funny everyone thinks so they're a jinx isn't it carry it on is funny. it is uh, funny
2: yeah
1: <laughs> well Wigan. i mean they had a player strike uh three points taken off them so that all points to a Wigan win, doesn't it really um but i'm not going to be that negative um i'll say i'll say two two um and hope hope for more um can I see a score in two? <laughs> I'm not sure. I'm going to stick with that. I'll say two, two. And the um, and the hours end uh, April the 15th, Tiger Feet 13, which if any, I'm sure everyone knows, but it's the QPR's uh, team for children, young people with Down syndrome, doing the 13th walk. Um, we've run out of London clubs to walk to. I think we've got Millwall, but obviously that's gone now. So it's basically going to be a start off this Road and, and pick out some of the old places where QPR have played, which I guess will take us through Queen's Park, various other places, um, ending up... Um, for the game. Um, so yeah, if anyone wants to donate, Google Tiger Feet 13. Um, and there you go. And that is, and a lot of the club are saying, well, it's all well doing all this stuff off the pitch. Well, they're going to get it right on the pitch. And, you know, obviously you agree with that. But equally, I do think QPR off the pitch under Andy Evans have done some amazing things. And it's more the case of the team mirroring that and getting it right than, than, than not doing it. So yeah, that's it for me.
0: I think I think Tiger Feet is a bit. I'll miss it because I'll actually be in Thailand. Ooh. It's, it's, I don't. It's it's Lily's graduation present. Jeez. I would have got a, if I went to university. I'd have got a pack of sweets and a kick up the arse until they get a job. But hey ho. Um. Mm. So there you go. So hopefully somebody can step in and, and sort the podcast like went away. You never know. Hello, Chris. And I'll do my Peter. best, mate. I'll do my best. Um, my prediction for Saturday is. I just want a point. I think get a point. Build on it. Um. Get a, hopefully, get a win against Preston, and by the time we play Stoke, they'll be so mid table they won't care. Hopefully, but we know how much they love us up there <laughs> that worries me. Um, uh, maybe, yeah, Preston, who knows? Listen, just don't get relegated, we can't afford to get relegated. And one thing I would say in my Oz end is you know, we've got whether we like it or not, in my opinion, not telling people to do, we've got to back these lads, we've got to give a bit of everything to the, the season because otherwise, you know. League One's not fun. I don't want to go back there. And, um, you know, just let's give them everything and they can give us everything. And then we can survive the season and regroup pre-season and sort whatever's wrong at the club. Because I clearly suffered. it. I watched, um, I'll just finish on this one. I watched Dykes play for Scotland the other day. Different player. Absolutely, 100% different. Absolutely menaced it. You know, I know that people say better players, yeah, yeah, but he just looked like he wanted to be there. And that worried me a little bit compared to what I've seen at QPR, and has just come back from injury. But I'd like to see that Dykes play for us, because he looked quite good. Um, so listen, everyone going He's to current, Wigan on Saturday. currently
3: 1-0 up against Spain, so he might be a bit tired by Saturday. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. Okay, I didn't see that happening. Well done, Scotland. If they lose, half, if they lose, half it's half. my fault for Jinx. Well, it's good. I like to see all oh, the home nations do well. And if anyone mentions Finland, you're banned. Right, that's the end of our pod. I'm sorry that we've uh, had to do one of these sort of post-lossing, losing, defeat things and trying to put our heads together. But, you know, that's QPR. We, we love the club. We want them to stay up. And please God, we do stay up. We we get that win for everyone going up there on Saturday because they bloody deserve it. And um, Robert, thank you very much. Ed, brilliant, brilliant debut. We'll hopefully have you on again. Enjoy whatever you're doing. And if we do win, stay away. <laughs> um, <laughs> Chris? Brilliant to see you, mate. And I know you've been busy in Dubai and stuff and been working and all that sort of thing. So it's good to have you back and good to see you back.
1: Nice one. Good good to be back, Paul.
0: So good luck, Regis, Saturday. Please, Godwin, get some points. Save, save our season, save our hoops. And thank you for listening.